we are going to talk about this evening. It's going to be a fight like a mama. Okay. Um, and before I actually dive in and get started, I just kind of wanted to tell you ladies a little bit about me and my motherhood journey, I guess you could say. Um, you know, some of you may know, some of you may not. Oh, well, a lot of you do know. Um, some of you may not. Um, I am married to David Clay McIntyre, and I have been a stay-at-home mom for quite some time. You know, I've had part-time jobs here and there and things, um, but I'm primarily the caregiver for our children. Um, he's worked shift work. He has worked holidays. He's a nurse, and now he's a nurse practitioner. So, you know, holidays um, and time and availability are just weird in our house. You know, um, just because it's Christmas morning doesn't mean daddy's going to be here. So, um, I've done a lot of things by myself. I have um, learned to lean on others when I needed help. And um, that is kind of what I'm going to be talking to you ladies about today is um, in my notes, I titled this fight like a mama. It takes a village, right? Um, so a few of the things about me that I've experienced being a mom are, for example, um, my very best friend, who I've been friends with for like 25 years, um, lives several hours away. Well, when she had her first baby, I was working at the church office here in Rusk, and she was three hours away in labor with her first baby, and she wanted me there. So, my husband was at work. My in-laws were all at work. You know, I didn't really have a lot of people who could just drop everything and run. And so, I had to reach out to my village that I had built who were not my biological family. You know, they were not the village I had been born into or married into. So, I was working at the church office and I called Kayla and said, I need help. <laughs> and so, you know, she being the type of person that she is, immediately said, no problem. Drop your kids off. You're headed south. I'm south. Just swing by, drop them off. Don't worry about them. They'll be taken care of. And they were. Um, you know, and vice versa. Um, last week, for example, um, Kayla had a doctor's appointment out of town in Tyler and her daughter was at school and had a tear in her pants and she's in the fourth grade. She's 10 years old and she was devastated. You know, it was absolutely mortifying to her. And so, um, she doesn't have her mom anymore and she needed somebody who could drop everything and run to save her baby. And so she called me and I was happy to do it. You know, it's, not like Rusk is a big town and it's not like I had to drive far out of the way or anything like that. So, you know, it's a give and take. It 
it takes help sometimes to do this mom thing. And that's what we're talking about tonight, okay? Um, another example I could give you that we all know about that happened pretty recently is um, Natalie Edwards. You know, her son, Grayson, got very, very sick. He struggles with asthma and she had to take care of him. She had to be there for him. Her husband was also out of town and unavailable. And so she needed help. Obviously, her mom was there and did everything she could and was basically an extension of, of her. You know, Sherry is a great nanny and Natalie is a great mama. So they made it work and they got Grayson taken care of, but um, they reached out. And Crystal Lofton is one of the people that helped them. You know, she had Andy B for a few hours, at least, I think, on Saturday. And, um, you know, all of these ladies are happy to do these things because we understand it, it takes a team, right? Um, so one of the scriptures that I wanted to share with you ladies today is... Um, it's most commonly used in regards specifically to marriage. And I was thinking about it and I thought, you know what? There's, there's more to it than that, actually. Um, yes, it still applies to marriage, but there's more to it than that. And it is um, Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 4 and verse 12. And this is the um, ESV translation. And it says, And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Okay. So normally in regards to that scripture and to marriage specifically, we like to use it to talk about a husband and a wife and God. That's our three-stranded cord, right? It's still applicable. It's still true. 100% correct. I'm not even going to go into that. But, you know, think, think about it like this. Um, when I needed help and my husband was not available, I reached out. And it took a team to withstand the struggle that I was going through. Um, I've had issues with, you know, um, my faith being strong enough to get through the storm that I was living in at that moment. And I had friends and ladies who stepped in and lifted me up. And... I leaned on their faith, you know, and that's, that's what it takes to get, to get through life. It, it's not always going to be just you, just your husband, just, and God, or just you, your husband and your mom and dad. It, sometimes you have to branch out from there. And so, um, Another thing that I wanted to share with you ladies is um, I have several kids 
you know, I've said that on here before, they are a 13-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old son and a six-year-old son. Well, a lot of you ladies understand that when you are parenting, you learn something new every day, right? Especially when you have a 13-year-old daughter. You learn something new every day, whether you wanted to or not. Um, and one of the things that, thankfully, I did learn early and I did hold on to was that it does take a village to raise a child. And the older I get and the older my kids get and the more I realize um, everybody's busy, the more I also realize that the village that you have created and the people who you have allowed in your life and who you have intentionally put into your life and intentionally put into your children's lives um, matter. And that is something that we need to protect. And I know for me personally, that is something that I am absolutely willing to fight till my last breath for because it, it matters. My kids are my legacy and nothing is more important than that, right? So, um, there have been times, you know, with, with my daughter, for example, um, 2022 has been a really weird year. She is getting older. She's trying to figure herself out and she does talk to me and she does talk to my husband, but sometimes she just doesn't want to, you know? And she has had questions and doubts and fears and anger and frustrations. And some of that has been directed at me and a whole, you know, just generally a whole number of thoughts and emotions that she either was uncomfortable bringing to me. Or she didn't want to bother me with because, you know, as moms, sometimes we can get real busy and our kids pick up on that and they think, oh, well, my mom is stressed. I don't want to take this to her. It'll just overwhelm her. Well, enter in your village. Okay, ladies, um, because what what did my daughter do in those times that? she was dealing with things and she either didn't want to bring it to me or she didn't want to burden me with anything else. She sought out people whom me and her daddy have spent decades really cultivating relationships with. And in those people, she found guidance and reassurance and biblical wisdom and principles. And, you know, I could be mad that she reached out to someone who's not me. Um, but really, when I was 
think about it over the last two days, how could I be mad about that? You know, really, how could I be mad about that? Because I always knew that the day would come when my children would have a problem that they did not bring to me. I, I knew that day would come. I went through it. I, I had trials and troubles and struggles that as I started to grow up, I did not take to my mom because they were bigger than just a band-aid and maybe a kiss could fix, you know? And I tried to, I tried to carry it by myself. And I always knew that that would happen with at least one of my kids, probably all of them at some point. And I wanted to make sure that I had safeguards and barriers and layers of protection in place so that when they felt they couldn't come to me, there would be someone that they could go to. So like for, for another, for example, okay. Um, Carolyn, my daughter, 13, wanted to try a new style. She, you know, like I said, she's finding herself with clothes and hairstyles and colors and cuts and all this stuff. And, um, she decided on the haircut and style that Reagan Pate had. It was, you know, um, a lot of you older ladies are going to recognize it more like the Farrah Fawcett style. Um, the younger girls are calling it a wolf cut or box cut, whatever. Well, she liked her clothes. She liked her makeup. She liked her shoes. She liked her jewelry. She liked her hair. She liked everything about Reagan. She really just kind of wanted to be Reagan, okay? And when she brought that to me, and she told me, Mom, I want my hair to be cut like Reagan. She thought I was going to be upset. <laughs> and the fact is, I could not have been happier. Right? Even even though that's something that's that's ultimately pretty shallow. Your, your hairstyle and your clothes don't really make you who you are. But I saw it as my daughter trying to emulate the daughter of people that we have known and loved for most of our lives and whom we know for a fact have done everything they can to live out the scripture that you find in Proverbs. Um, did I write it down? Yeah, I did. Proverbs. Um, chapter 22 and verse six, and Brian's been talking about this a lot here lately in the last few months. And it says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So, because we have placed these people in our children's lives on purpose, she had minor shallow things that she wanted to try out 
that we were totally okay with her emulating this teenage girl, you know, that that's something that's pretty scary as moms right now in our world. We don't want our kids just looking around and trying to be like whomever because that's dangerous and we don't know where that came from. We don't know that foundation. We don't know the history. We don't know what fruit that's going to bear. So when this started happening with my daughter and she wanted to change her look and her style and figure herself out a little bit and she landed on Reagan, I could not have been happier. I said, baby, if you want to be like Reagan, please, please do. Okay. I think that would be great. Um, and it's because we carefully cultivated the influences that we were going to let in our children's lives. We built our village person by person, you know, in investment by investment. We get to know these people. We know how they're raising their children. We get to know their children and we know what influences their children are going to put in on our children. So what I want to remind you ladies of today is, yes, it does take a village to raise your children. No, it does not always have to be your biological family. But the third and most important thing that I want you to be very careful of, pray about it, really search, really invest, take the time, is that when you are building out this village that you are going to depend on to help you raise your children and help you shape and mold your fruit and your legacy, be careful, okay? Get to know their beliefs. Get to know their foundations. Get to know their fruit. Um, and just take, take your time. And then once, once you have started building out this village and developing it and investing in it and cultivating it, um, protect it. Okay, protect it because one day, I hope not, but one day you are going to need them. You are going to need them to act. You are going to need them to dive in and love on and care for your kids and save the day. Or you are going to need to lean on their faith and hold you together during a struggle. So above all, no matter what, the people that you allow in your life matter. Every one of them. Okay, 
So invest in them, invest in your village and protect those relationships like your life depends on it, okay? Because one day, like I said, I hope not, but one day your life really might seem like it is falling apart and that it really does depend on it. And you're going to need that village. You're going to need your safety net. You're going to need the faith of your friends. You're going to need good role models already in place who have a voice of authority, who have a say, who can influence your children, who can be the calm in the middle of a storm. And, you know, that... I don't know if this is just super revelatory to anybody else but me. Um, but it, it, it really was. This, this was pretty revelatory to me. Even though it's something that I've known for a long time. You know, this is an old saying. It takes a village to raise a child. But the older I get, the older my kids get the more I realize that is extremely powerful. And it is also extremely simple. It takes work, but it's worth it. To be connected, to be plugged in, to be involved in, to invest in the circle that you have surrounding you, surrounding your kids, in your lives, because, you know, like I said, one day you're going to need it. And maybe one day they're going to need you. And it's going to matter the seeds that you have planted. The amount that you have watered, you know. Um, how much have you built up their faith? Because... One day you might need to draw from that strength that you poured into them already. And that's okay, ladies. That's okay. That's what we're here for. That is, um, you know, I don't, I don't know the word that I'm trying to say right now. Um, but that's, that's what we're here for is to build each other up. Protect each other, be there for each other in times of need, and most especially when it comes to raising future generations, you know, what was the scripture, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, when it comes to training up a child in the way he should go, and then counting on when they're old, they will not depart from it, it takes help, <laughs> you know? You can't do it by yourself. You need prayer. You need the word of God. You need to read your scripture. But you also just need some hands and feet. Sometimes mommies just don't have enough. And we could use some extra. We could use some help. And that's okay. Don't think that because you can't clone yourself and be in seven places at one time that you're not a good enough mom. 
reach out, you know, um, ask for help. It's okay. Um, and so that's, that's it. So, like I said, I don't know if that is just super revelatory to anybody else but me, but it was to me. And, um, I hope that it can encourage you other ladies. Um, even, you know, like if, if you have, if you have grown children, you still need support and you still need encouragement because your job as a mom never ends. You know, lean on your sisters. Ask, ask them. I'll pray for you and you pray for me because it's going to take all of us to get through this together. Um, so that's it. And I love you ladies a whole lot. And I hope that it helped you and maybe gave you a little bit of insight. And, um, I'm going to hop off here and go ruminate on this little revelation a little more. <laughs> All right. Love you ladies. Bye.